Hey listeners, welcome to All Things Boston. It is Wednesday, May 29th, and wow, a lot of things to talk about. Huge game tonight for the Bruins, Game 2 Stanley Cup. Also have the absolute shitting of the bed by the Boston Red Sox last night. And uh, we'll talk about my like near-death um, situation I got on Monday. Um, at the break. So, yeah, I mean, what can you say? Um, the greediness of the Boston Red Sox organization, the fact that they let people fucking go to a game, but it's pouring out and not call the game because they want David Price to pitch so he doesn't have to pitch the doubleheader today. And he'll be able to pitch Sunday versus the Yankees is pure greed, pure concessions. There was no one at the fucking game. You you just kind of wanted people to get there so you could just do the game. You, everyone bought the ticket. It's the biggest scam that I've ever seen in my life. Just stop the fucking game. Wait till the weather's nice. Let people actually go. There's people that wait their whole lives to go to a Red Sox game. And, they'll, and they, they don't deserve to be sitting in the rain for fucking an hour and not even get to enjoy the park. You'd make a lot more money if you just postpone it. And it pisses me off that they play this game it did break. It did stop raining for a little bit, but it was just shitty. It's not, it's not good for baseball, and I'm surprised that they played. And the fans are starting to turn on it too because sixty dollars to park. So most of the time they'll cancel the game, you know, thirty minutes before, and really, really fuck you. But this time around they're gonna play the game. No one goes. They don't have to make up the game. It's it's awful, and it's not good business. And for me, I think that they need to review this whole rain delay shit and just cancel the game. I mean, it was just not a good place to watch baseball. It's not a good, it's not safe for your athletes playing in that game. As you can see, we lost that game due to just messiness, either with the weather and our ball playing. And I'm sitting here like texting my buddies, oh, I wish we could play the Indians all the time. Oh, man, we really kicked their ass this, this trip. No, I'm wrong. Because five runs in the ninth inning, five fucking runs the Red Sox gave up. You had the worst relief I've seen all season against a shit team. You've had the worst outing. Guys, and I'm speaking for the consensus, sign Craig Kimbrell. You should have gave him his money to begin with. The guy won you a fucking World Series. Give him his money and shut the frig up. This bullpen bullshit is not gonna work. Cora, I don't care what you say, how it's worked before and how it's done so well, you need a real closer. Matt Barnes is not a closer. Matt Barnes is subpar. He's not the guy that I want going into the World Series game seven to pitch and win. I don't feel confident with any of these teams that we have, any of these players, any of these guys. There's nothing that I can feel confident about when Ryan Brazier gets in the game or anyone. I don't even know half the guys that are in there. And guess what? They're hitting fucking lasers off them. There's no reason we should have lost that game last night, and it kills me. It kills me, one, because we would have gained a game on the Yankees, and then two, it kills me because it literally was put away. You had three fucking outs. Six outs when there was not even any score on the, on the board. But you had three outs, and you couldn't do it. You couldn't put them away. It's embarrassing. And now we're going to Yankee Stadium, and, and if we get swept, like this is, this, this is a big series for us. And I can't sit here and say that we're doing okay. I, I'm not 
No, we need to beat the shitty teams. This is what we did so well last year, and that's what the Yankees are doing well this year. Cora, you're... I don't know. Who, I don't know. I don't know who you are as a coach. I think you got lucky last year, but as of right now, I'm not sold on your coaching skills. The issue with with me is, you know, you get a guy who's well liked by the by the players, and then they get too loose on the field, and then shit just does. They just it just not as tight as you would get if you had a a more you know tougher coach in that situation. It's it's. I know. I understand. Like when you're when you're coaching millennials now, you need to be a little more down to earth with things like that. But at the same time, man, you gotta. There's gotta be a break where you're not just giving everybody high fives, where people are actually fearful of making a bad decision and not letting you down when they're in the eighth inning and they got the fucking ball in their hands. So for me, I'm not happy with the Red Sox last night, and I'm not. I mean, I'm hopeful with the offense. Don't get me wrong. I think the last couple of games, our offense has been incredible. I've thought that the, um, you know, I thought. Devers is just playing unbelievable right now. Um, JD's heating up, hit his 11th home run last night. Mookie, you know, big error, you know. But again, the rain, the rain had something to do with that. I'm not gonna say that if there was, a, if that was a sunny game with no, you know, or a night, a night game, Mookie's catching that ball. But the Red Sox chose to play that game, and it bit him in the ass. They didn't probably make any fucking money that night. Pissed the fans off. People stayed home, had to eat. The $100 for the ticket they paid. And then the people that paid $60 just to park to watch a shitty game. I'm blaming the front or front office organization. You're greedy. You need to fucking think about the fans. You need to think about the safety. And you lost that game. And that's karma for that. Big series coming up. And if they shit the bet on this, I'm not... I don't know. I, it's, it's just been such a roller coaster of a season. First they're good. First they're bad. It's, it's not... I don't know. I, it's for me to talk about the Red Sox. I'm happy one day, you know, when Devers is hitting bombs and we're we're beating the Astros on on Sunday, and then I'm miserable today. So I need some stability in my life. <laughs> I need the Red Sox to be stable. I need them to just start playing good baseball and not lose stupid fucking games. But they don't have relief, and I've said this before. And they had that was a huge question mark going into their season. I don't know if you take Evaldi and you make him a closer. Because if he comes back, maybe you don't want to blow his arm. That could be a good move. They were thinking about that last year, and then he had all those good starts. But maybe you put Evaldi back at a closer position. You have a guy just throwing gas. Puts everybody away. Yeah, there you go. So we'll see what happens tonight um, with the Yankees. I'm a little... Well, I'm sorry. We'll see what happens Thursday. we got another game tonight. They're actually playing at 6 because, again... The Red Sox want to be greedy and get all the concessions money for all the fans before all the fans leave and watch the Bruins game tonight. Because that's how it works. It's a business. It's a business on Yawkey Way. And they run it like a business. You're a number. And sometimes it's frustrating as a fan because it's just me, gimme, 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 gimme. And, you know, now think about it. If So you're thinking about traffic. You got everyone coming in at 5 o'clock today. You got everyone leaving work at 5 it's going to be a shit show in Boston. But guess what? They want to get that concessions in early. They know they're going up against the Bruins. They want to get those TV ratings, at least for the first hour, before the game starts, for the first two hours, before the game starts. It's just money. It's it's corporate greed. And the Red Sox um, changed the times of that, too. It is what it is. I'm excited more for the Bruins tonight. And we can talk more about that because there's a lot more positivity talking about the Bees. I think that... 
They're going to win again tonight. It's destiny for them. I said this in my podcast a couple weeks ago. If they could get past this series and get to the Stanley Cup, it's their game to win. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah, were we flat that first period? Of course we were. We had a fucking two-week rest. Of course. They don't even know what it looked like playing against a good team. I just forgot. So, yeah, they got a little rusty. But at the end, it was an absolute dominance. The only thing I was afraid of is they were getting too cute. You know, doing all these weird spin shots and shit like that. Dude, just play hockey. Because that was going to happen. Like, the only times that, that the Blues did get the puck in the third period was, like, after they were just getting cute, passing it around, trying to do between the leg fucking things like that. But yeah, it's great. But just play the hockey you played and we'll be fine. And I think we'll be fine. Everyone's healthy. You know, this team's dealt with adversity all season. They lost Pasternak for a while. Your lead goal scorer, friggin' Bergeron, was out. And now they're back. They're in the friggin' championship. You know, people want to talk about saying how easy of a ride it is. I don't give a fuck how easy it is. We're still in the Stanley Cup. Sometimes the ball, you know, sometimes it, it, it comes to your hand. All right? Sometimes, you know, you play a team that's not great and you, in your championship. But guess what? Either way, the ball... It, it, it's, it happens, and you can't take that away. You can't put an asterisk on this Bruins season because they didn't play the, you know, the Canucks and all those other teams that the Blues played. Fuck off. Tampa Bay lost the first round. They blew it. Clearly, they're not, they're not um, worthy of playing in the Stanley Cup if they can't get past the first fucking round. And we beat that team that beat Tampa Bay with the Carolina Hurricanes. So we're showing up, and... I don't see them losing any games. I don't see them happening. Yeah, they talk about a gentleman sweep where they might win, lose one and then they sweep the rest or whatever, like tonight. I, I don't know, but I don't see it happening. And I don't see um, this Bruins team, you know, they get they get beaten in the first period and they make such crazy adjustments and there's not one, you know, series and one um, group of guys when, you know, the, the subs come in, they, everyone's just playing like they should be the first line. And it's hard for any other team when you throw your shit line out and, and, they're, and they're, your third line is playing like the first line and they're fucking scoring on you and they're smashing you into the friggin' glass and they're playing like crazy, crazy, just like hands-on hockey. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Like you can't stop. The momentum is just going in the Bruins' way. We're on a freaking eight-game eight eight game streak. Tuki's playing unbelievable. There's not even that many shots coming to him because we're just playing killer defense and being so offensive that this, this whole game is that Bruins is going to take it. I, they have to. And if they lose, I'll be pretty surprised. And the only reason they're going to lose is if there's some big injuries. And let's hope that doesn't happen. They're young guys. They're, they're playing, like again, they're playing offensive, defensive hockey. Tory Krug's hit was just unbelievable. He just destroyed this guy. And that kind of sums up how the Bruins are playing, man. You, you, you fuck with us, we're going to fuck with you back. And they're playing that kind of hockey. And it was a hell of a frigging game to watch the other night. You know, I almost died earlier in the day. So it was nice to be alive and watch this game. Um, moral of that story is, you know, we, I got this inflatable kayak. And I've talked about it before. And I love it. It's fucking awesome. It's like, you know, it's like graded. You can, it's, it, they have like the, the fabric on it where you can't poke it, you know. If it hits a rock, you'll be fine, you know, because I hit a few fucking rocks that day. And you just inflate it quick. It takes about 10 minutes just to inflate. There's like three little bladders, they call it. And then you just throw your seats in there. They Velcro. You grab your paddles and you and a guest, which was my girlfriend, just go. And we went. 
we were excited, you know, we were having breakfast. My girl's like, oh, you want to grab some mimosas before we go? And I'm like, no, let's, you know, I'm, let's do this sober. Like, I want, I want to work out in before I, you know, I play. Because we were, like, going to go to the beach or we're going to head over to Situate and have some drinks out of the water. You know, we had, like, a little bit planned. Little did we know, um, we almost died. So, yeah, so we get there and it's... Um, it's in Hanover, Mass, Indian River, they call it, and it's this other river that, that starts from upstream, but we hit it at the bottom, and it, you know, it ends up bringing you down to this cool little marsh area. It's so chill, you know, we're, last time we went, we stayed around there, and it was just super peaceful, and um, yeah, we, we were loving it. And I'm like, all right, well, let's, you know, let's go ahead this way to the North River, and, see what that's all about. So the North River is this river that goes north <laughs> and it shoots you out into Situate Bay and then you're in the frickin' ocean. You're basically between Marshfield and Situate at the mouth. And there's also um, the South River, which meets the North River because there was this huge storm that happened about a hundred years ago called the Portland Gale, which, um, sunk a ship called the Portland, killed about 150 people. But anyways, that gale ripped out this friggin' um, dune that connected the whole um, bluffs, which which made an own, its own island out of this little area now in Marshfield. And apparently it's crazy. So we're, you know, we're still, we're hitting the river, we're passing all these houses, there's houseboats on their docks, we're checking out these little McMansions and imagining what life would be like and we're just chilling, and then all of a sudden, I see a family in a canoe. It's two got two kids and a dad. The kids got life jackets on, and the dads they're stuck. And I'm, then I'm looking, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" There's like this crazy rapid, and apparently, again, I don't know shit about fucking boating, and I need to. I'm gonna get better at it, and I'm gonna learn more. But like, if you go at a certain time in the tide. It's just like a whole different river. And I did not do my fucking research because the one that we start at is just chill. It's like chill all the time. It's like, you know, three feet of water. So you, you never feel it like dangerous. But when we got to the start of this North River area, it was a fucking rapid. So meanwhile, I'm looking at this dad and I'm like, oh shit. So like we try to paddle a little bit out of the way. And all of a sudden the canoe flips with the dad and the kids. And the dad, I see him fucking rushing down. The kid, one of the kids kind of swims to the rocks. The other kid um, is with his dad. The dad's underwater holding onto the canoe. Dad lets go of the canoe. Canoe goes flying down the river. The dad swims to the rocks with the, with the other son. Calls for the other son and the kid's like, hey, I'm fine, dad. Like, and I'm just like, aw, fuck. As I'm watching, our kayak starting to get pulled this way. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, this is it. We have no life jackets on. I got my cell phone, you know, my keys, everything in this cooler that we had. And if this thing tips, I'm either, I'm gonna die with my girlfriend or something's gonna happen. Or I'm gonna lose all my fucking personal belongings and I'm really screwed too. We get there, somehow my girlfriend is like super, she, she, she turned into this like fucking like rapids instructor out of nowhere and she's like, just go with the, go with the, uh, with the water. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I go with the water and we, we make it out safely. 
So then I get to the, you know, I get to the dad and I'm like, you guys are all right. And, and then, you know, me being awkward and it being a really fucked up situation, I'm like, hey, I'm, at least the kids are good, you know? And he's like, he looks at me like, you fucking asshole. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's covered in water. The fucking backpacks are all floating down the river. And I'm like, oh, man. So, you know, I tell my girl, I was like, let's, let's try to get their canoe out. And we kayak over to the ca- their canoe. And finally, you know, she gets out, she pulls it over to the land, and then we get the backpack, throw it, and then we find their oars, which were shitty, like, um, Walmart oars. And it's like, I don't know what this dad was thinking, and I'm gonna make sure I'm not that kind of dad where, like, I don't, you know, I'm in a canoe to begin with, because canoes just tip really fucking easily, and it was really dumb of them to do that. Um, Yeah, so we helped them out, and, you know, we kept going, which was cool. And we were happy about that. And then we threw on some tunes. We're cruising down the river. There's people tanning on this beach. There's fucking fish jumping out of the water. There's, you know, these swans swimming by. And I'm like, man, we're really humming. And then I'm like, hey, um, we should probably turn around. And my girlfriend's like, yeah, you're right. So we turn around and I'm like, fuck, we gotta go back towards that rapids again. She's like, ah, worst thing is we're going, you know, it's two people. So it's a heavier kayak. We're going upstream. It was just a fucking torture going back. And then we get to the, to the rapids and I'm like, all right, pull up here. It looks like there's some land. We can just kind of get it, drag it, bring it up over this bridge and then put it on the other side where there's no rapids. I get out. It's like quicksand. My feet sink all the way down to my knees. This in the, in the mud, she's fucking covered in mud. It. Long story short, I'm barefoot walking up this fucking hill. She's walking up in her sandals. I'm stepping on pricker bushes. Finally get to the street. We're carrying the kayak down the fucking bridge. Everyone's just looking at us like, what is wrong with these people? Then we have to walk along the rocks because we're, you know, on the other side. It's still the rapids where you're just going to get sucked back down again. So we finally get in there. We launched and we got back to the car and we were just exhausted. Like I'm talking like I was drunk of kayaking. And I was out of it. And we drove back, we called it a day. We had margaritas. We had more drinks at the Hingham shipyard. And then, yeah, that was it. And guess what? Today, I went and fucking bought life jackets. I got a whistle. I got a fucking all-terrain wagon now for the beach. And I'm a lot more confident going back. I'm going back. I'm just not gonna start at that cool little chill spot. I'm gonna start like on the river. Because apparently, the river still gets pretty crazy and there's more rapids when you get to like the th- Route 3 bridge. But by the end, it's chill. We're going to park the car. We're going to take two cars. We're going to park one where we launch and then we're going to park one at the bottom where we can just paddle, grab it, go in the car and drive back because that's just the smarter thing to do. Paddling upstream fucking sucks. The only way I would do it is if the, the tide started ro- uh, going back in around, um, you know, and I guess that's like an easier way to get back because the water's going reverse. Again, I need to learn tides. Tides are fucked up. The moon matters. The fucking time matters. The location matters. It's just crazy. And I've read like 20 people died where we were kayaking and I had no fucking idea. So guys, if you ever do get a kayak, do your fucking fucking research or start off in like a pond. Go somewhere where there's not currents because you could have died. And that dad could have died too. And I'm glad he survived. And yeah, it was a fucked up fucking day.
but it was, it was also fun. I woke up, my back was like destroyed, ripped up. Um, but I felt, um, I felt good. I'm still going back out there. Now I got the life jackets. No fucking stopping me now. But yeah, North River, um, try it out yourself. Don't start at Indian Head if you want to do it. There's plenty of other places to launch. Use your fucking head, guys. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes and um, you'll get better with, with this whole kayaking shit. So, But I'm excited because they do have that. It's called the Spit and it's a sandbar where all these people pull up their boats and they just get hammered and just chill and party. And there's also... Um, so it's a cool spot in Marshfield if you guys are ever around there and go by boat. I think you can rent a boat just to go out there, but we'll take the kayak um, and uh, be smart about it this time, you know? And we'll have, probably have our, our car parked somewhere over there so we're not idiots. But, you know, you, learn, you live and you learn. You get better at things. And that's what practice is all about. I hate people that just quit after one. My girlfriend's like, I'm never doing this again. And I'm like, relax. Like... Or get better at it and you know she'll she'll be more we'll be more confident going in a different part of the river instead of um the hell that was that rapid area where we almost saw our dad die so um yeah so yeah we there was shoot the kids shoes made it all the way down the river and we took pictures and told everyone someone couldn't find them and you know we were kidding around but it's no joke i'm glad the dad made it and that was a good thing, so. Yeah, and then like I said, today I wore my best pajamas um, and a shirt that um, showed my butt crack and I went to Walmart and I bought the um, the life, life vest. Just kidding, I didn't wear that, but I feel like that is the dress code at Walmart. You kinda just need to like dress like no one gives a shit and that's the way it goes. But Walmart's great, I, people knock it and Obviously, I would choose Target, but Walmart, the one I have near me is pretty good. It's like a super one, and I went in there and fucking got everything I needed, and I almost bought more shit, because like the next thing I want to buy is like a fish finder and uh, a saltwater fishing pole. Again, I, I'm still, um, I still need to learn all the fishing stuff, because I don't know how I would even catch a fish. I mean, do I paddle onto land? Um, I would be terrified of taking the hook out of its mouth and then what you, you hit it with a frying pan to kill it like that's a pretty fucked up um, <laughs> fucked up way of like leisure and it's gonna I'm gonna have to go with somebody and learn the ropes because I don't know if I can just do all that shit on my own never mind gut a fish like what the like that's just crazy like is it alive when you gut it I, I don't know man I think I would rather just catch it and put it back again I gotta take the hook out of its mouth and I got a fucking fish jumping around my kayak and then it smells like fish. So I don't know. I'll have to look into that whole catching fish thing because I'm not sure if um, I'm ready for it yet. Maybe they got some YouTube videos, but eh, what are you going to do? So yeah, besides that, um, I actually had a good cold brew the other day at Duncan and it was the Duncan in Kenmore Square. It was darker than um, the water on the Charles and it tasted like cold brew. So I'm not sure if people have been like, there's a revolution going on, but the one I had, kudos to you, Duncan Kenmore. You know, besides dodging all the bums to walk in, you brought it with the cold brew. I'm not giving up. I believe there's hope. I believe there's management out there that listen to this podcast at Duncan, and they understand that there's some changes that needs to get made. And I appreciate that Duncan. I'll be back. The one near my house can fuck off, but I'll be back at that one at Kenmore Square. 
Because I'm sure, you know, one of these college kids probably was like, what the fuck? You know, college kids, if something, especially millennials, like if you're fucking screwing them over, they're going to speak up. I think, you know, generations before they were like, eh, you know, kind of like a carnival game. Yeah, we got scammed. That's, that's fine. But like these, our generation now is like, what the fuck? Like you fuck me. I want my money back or I'm going to fucking rip you to shreds. And I, I hope that's what happened to that Kenmore. Duncan, because their cold brew was fucking delicious. So, um, yeah, um, besides that, I'm so pumped for the beach. I got the beach cart now. Um, now I got to get a canopy and I'll be there. And like, like I said, I'll be there for like fucking eight hours. I'm going to go there at like 10 a.m., leave at eight. And I'm bringing my bocce. I'm getting a good book. And... I'm ready. I'm ready for it. This cart's pretty sick. Like I could actually like transport drunk people in this thing. So um, yeah, things are going well. Um, this this week looks like shit again. Um, June feels like April. Um, April felt like November. So maybe we're just kind of like three months in this paradox. Maybe it's gonna be really fucking nice in um, in in October this year, and we'll have a little Indian summer because we're getting the fucking cheese in June and then um, yeah we'll see what happens Um, I'll be doing my podcast from California on Monday Um, hopefully that's the last the sweep game of the uh, Bruins I'll be there for work so um, we're gonna go to this bar called Big Wang's and I originally thought that it was a Chinese restaurant and it's actually a wing spot and it's kind of hysterical, the logo. It's like a fucking biker dude with a chicken head. And I don't want to go, but I have to do what my, my superior wants to go to. I'd rather go to like so Steakhouse, which sounds great to me. But, you know, sometimes you got to beat to that drum. But yeah, I'm excited to go to L.A. I'm excited to check it out. Um, I'm excited to see who scratched up Trump's uh, star, Hollywood star. I'm sure there's always something going on. Um, But yeah, it's exciting. Speaking of Trump and the war with China, that's interesting. I'm wondering like what Amazon's gonna do because they literally live off child labor and Chinese products. So um, Jeff Bezos, you know, what are you gonna do, brother? You gotta like maybe lose a couple billion dollars. No wonder you, you, you know, you're freaking out. Amazon's a whole nother grant I could go on and it's just the greatest gift and the worst gift to everyone because you know you shouldn't be able to buy something for like $3,000 at fucking 4am. Like there needs to be some sort of like some sort of drunk quiz you can take or even like are you having a bad day? Is this only to make you feel better? Because for me if I'm drunk and I'm on my and I'm like shopping I would have to get in a car and that, and then that puts me at risk of everyone's lives, and I could get arrested. And there's, a, you know, that's why people stay at home. But now they can be drunk, and they can go on their phone, and they can buy things and make bad decisions. And Amazon has no consequence for it. And they just enabled this crazy market of just impulse buying. I mean, I'm a fucking example of it. I mean, I, I have a juicer now. I have an air fryer. I have. Um, a blender that I bought online. I have all this shit that I just didn't have, but then like I'm bored, I'm feeling bad about myself, so I go on Amazon and I buy shit. Like, 
I don't know. It's and the other thing is it's like so so America already has an obesity problem, and now we're not even letting them get out of their house to go walk to the store. Now they can just sit and eat bonbons and order their stuff, and then there, we're going to have more cases where people are too fat to get out of their house because of the easy accessibility of everything now. That that's going to be the next epidemic. We're going to have to make wider hallways and wider doorways because people are just they don't. There's no reason to leave home anymore. Think about it. You work from home. There you go. You know what? What do you need if you work from home? You don't even have to get. You don't have to leave your house. Like it's it's uh, it's a scary situation. I know it's it's beneficial, but I'm more pro small business. You know, I, I lo- one thing I love about where I live is there's so many like just mom and pops, whether it's a restaurant or a you know a butcher shop or things like that. It. I would rather see them do well than Jeff Bezos have another, you know, girlfriend that he bought and a fucking spaceship that he's flying. Like, I'm more interested in helping out the community and not, you know, what's next? Is Amazon just going to have like bartenders come to your house and make you drinks? You know, it's just, it's, when's it going to end? I don't know. When's it going to end? So um, besides that, you know, Red Sox have another game with the Indians today at six, and we get to um, see how the Bruins do tonight at eight. Um, hopefully, Brady throw you know is at the game, or they're gonna have Poppy or someone of Boston legacy at this game. There's some bets going on right now. I hope it's not Julian Edelman, the guy. I'm just tired of them. Um, like, he doesn't even, like, I don't know. I mean, he's just for everything. He just makes an ass of himself. And it's like, dude, you're, like, 33. Like, you know, you're not 25 anymore. You don't need to, like, act like an asshole. Or, like, this Boston legend. Like, dude, you're you're good. Don't get me wrong. But you're not a legend. And I, I don't even know if you should be in the Hall of Fame. Definitely New England Hall of Fame. But you're not, like, a new... You're not Big Poppy. You're not Tom Brady. You're not Bobby Orr. I mean, I think Gronk's got more clout than you, dude. And this isn't a personal thing. Like, I've met Edelman. I've had a VIP table right next to him. I didn't say a word to him. I didn't fanboy over him, but he's not a bad dude. But I think the whole, like, all right, well, Gronk's retired. It's, it's, I have to take the, the crown to be the goofball of, like, Boston. No, you don't have to, dude. You can just kind of be like Brady and be smooth. So, um, yeah. All right, well, that's it. I'm done talking. Um, hopefully you guys um, subscribe to my Apple podcast. I do get updates on that, which is great. And if you guys have any questions, just let me know. Email me at joespano221 at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening to All Things Boston and enjoy this super, super Wednesday with Red Sox and Stanley Cup Bruins. Peace.